Welcome to the Freelancer Podcast. My name is Kyle Prinsloo and in this podcast, I talk about freelancing nuggets without the fluff to help you become a better freelancer. I'm here with Kian Sullivan from Navco Agency all the way down under <laughs> uh, in uh, <laughs> New Zealand. And Kian is an agency owner, but I'm not going to be introducing him. I want him to introduce himself and then we're going to pick his brain and see what we can learn from him. So with that said, Kian, welcome. Great to have you with us, man. And uh, yeah, please give us the intro, who you are, what you do. Oh, well, firstly, thank you for having me. I'm really, really happy to, to be here. Um, my name is Kian. I'm originally from Ireland and I live in New Zealand. Uh, I own navco.agency. We're a small um, web design and brand development agency, which I've set up pretty much from my, my kitchen in New Zealand. Um, we now have a, a team of, there's, there's four of us, including myself. So I have a, a second web designer, uh, a, a girl, Michaela, who, who works for me as a, a graphic designer. And uh, I've just brought on Kea, who does copywriting and social media work. Um, I've been, I've been doing the agency full time for about uh, three years now. Um, hmm. Amazing. So Amazing. Cool. Yeah. So, so um, how did you actually get started in the agency? It all started when uh, the world fell apart and, and COVID <laughs> hit. <laughs> um, I think kind of like, so I was working full time as a, a surf instructor. Um, and so when COVID it's quite a hit, difference, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 big difference. I'd done, I'd done kind of like one or two websites for local businesses um, in the area, um, just on the Wix Classic editor a couple of years before COVID. I really enjoyed it, and I've kind of played with it in in university for projects and stuff. I've always been interested in it. Um, and yeah, when, when COVID hit, uh, surf coaching was just kind of thrown out the window. Like we couldn't, we couldn't obviously be in close contact with people. Um, and at the same time, my, my partner, she runs her own business, um, in the local town here and she's got a beauty studio. And so that had to close as well. So we just, we suddenly had this thing where the two of us were sitting at home going, oh my, like, what are we going to do? You know, cause we're, we're still paying rent and we're, you know, there's like, there's no money coming in because I'm out of work and her business is closed. Um, and so we kind of put our heads together and Lizzie had, uh, these products that she retailed um, within the studio. So I said to her, let's set up an, an online store for, for you and we'll, we'll market it through your, your social media and we'll, we'll try and sell these products online and what, then we can go into town and we'll drop them into people's letterboxes. Um, because there was one thing we were sure of was that girls are going to like this. So she does eyebrows and eyelash extensions. And um, I, I mean, I don't know, but apparently if you neglect your, your brows <laughs> and your lashes for a certain amount of time, like, you know, the, it's, it's irreparable. The results are <laughs> devastating. So we sold these these products that helps the girls to basically um you know keep their their brows and lashes looking amazing throughout however long the lockdown is going to be and, and it, it worked well it, it it did it did well it was just a, an easy website i did it on editor x i kind of pulled my hair out while trying to figure it out and um and and, and it worked you know we were making sales and dropping off um orders to people and people were clicking and collecting it from the studio and um and then just one evening lizzie turns to me and she said why why aren't you doing this? Because you can do it. She's like, that's amazing that you just set that up. Like, why aren't you doing it? And so that was when kind of just a light bulb went off and I was like, oh yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> I suppose then I got, I hope this answer isn't going to get too long now, but I got really lucky then that I got um, a call from when I did those original two small websites, I was actually doing them for a lady called Stacy who owns an agency up the road called Fluorescence Agency. 
And Stacey is kind of like she helps businesses um, or business owners find their purpose and kind of sort out their strategy and what they're doing. And for these two clients, she needed two very basic websites. And Stacey also works with this not-for-profit group called eMugs, and they needed their website redesigned. Mm. And their business model relies heavily on um, events and people meeting face-to-face. So during COVID, everything had to go online. So Stacey picked up the phone and called me, and she was like, hey, can you do this new website for eMugs? And I was like, perfect. And the time it was perfect because I just learned EditorX and stuff. And so I was really lucky that I got a big kind of ongoing, it was like a year-long contract with them, um, being just a full sort of digital experience partner with them through my own company. Um, and it just, it started, it kind of started organically that way after that, getting, you know, one, one, two clients here and there, and then yeah, just keeping chipping away at it. Jeez, that's incredible, man. Yeah. And I can't that tell you how many. Story. That was a long story. That's okay. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. But, but, you know, I mean, it's actually incredible. It's amazing to, to see how you started because, uh, I mean, you know how many freelancers and agencies started during like the COVID time because, you know, they actually had no choice. They lost their job. Yeah. They had to earn a side income. And you've just demonstrated, you know, an amazing example of like how good it is to actually freelance and to create something yeah. and, you know, earn an income and look at look at what it led, led into, you know, so well done. Exactly. Exactly. And it's and it's the funny thing is when I started it all, I kind of just had this sort of oh, whatever, we'll see how this goes, <laughs> attitude about it. I didn't really think, I wasn't thinking about the money. I wasn't thinking about, I just wanted to do it because it was fun and it was different. Mm. And like this year, we were able to take three months and leave New Zealand and go traveling around Europe. And wow. I was still working on clients. I was sitting on the Amalfi <laughs> Coast, Italy, working on a client's website, getting paid <laughs> while drinking, like, you know, like a, an espresso <laughs> looking out at the Amalfi Coast. And I was, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, Jeez, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, man. But uh, well done to you for for making it work. You know, because uh, I mean that's incredible. So yeah, thanks for sharing that, man. Wow, that's <laughs> that's really encouraging for for a lot of people. Yeah, so I think. listen, you can do it. You just have to. You just, I think putting your your back up against the wall um, sometimes brings out the best in you because you, you've, mm. you've got to make it work. You know, if you've got yeah. no plan B, and that's kind of what yeah. I had in COVID. So it had to be true. Very true. Yeah. And, and it sort of reminds me of that line where it says comfort breeds complacency. That's it. Comfort yes. breeds complacency. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you sort of have no backup options and no choices, it's amazing uh, what can actually happen, you know? So, yeah. Um, okay. So your agency now, what type of projects do you do at the moment? Like we do all shapes, sizes, haircuts, <laughs> brands, industries. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I know some agencies try to stick to a specific niche. Um, I just, I talk to everyone, every single lead that comes in, I'll talk to them. Um, and it kind of goes back to where, where it started, where it was just having a conversation with business owners in, in COVID and being like, okay, what's your, what problem are you solving? Why do you need your online presence? How can we make it work? And, and like, you know, a lot of the time the, the conversation is I don't have a huge budget to spend on this. It's like, okay, I can, I'll give you a deliverable based off what your budget is. Um, so the kinds of projects that we get, we get everything from small sort of classic Wix editor websites that are one and two pages where the client's like, I just want something online. I don't turn them away. I don't say, oh, we're too big for you. I, I, Cause that was the bread and butter. That's how I got started. So like now what I t- generally tend to do is Diego, who's my junior designer. I kind of tend to hand those projects to him. And so he can get some, some practice and experience, but I don't turn them away. And then like we do all the way up over um, like uh, this, just before Christmas, I signed a, a, a contract that was uh, over $10,000. It was a $12,000 brand development mm-hmm. and website project. So it goes from one end of the spectrum all the way up to the top, <laughs> everything in between. 
Um, and hopefully the twelve thousand isn't the top. Hopefully there's more to yeah. more to go up there. Actually, <laughs> but, um, from yeah, so so just all shapes, sizes, every industry. We just I just talk to everyone, um, and and we'll take on any any project, whatever size. I'll mm -hmm. make it work. Make sure that it's obviously fair for me and the deliverable is fair for the client. Um, but yeah, so we yeah we don't. I'm not I'm not too picky. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, but well, I mean. Uh... I'm actually glad that that works for you, and I understand the reasoning behind it. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious: Have you considered uh, niching down at all, or changing your pricing, or do you want to focus more on the bigger projects, or, or what are you thinking this year and beyond? So I suppose it kind of comes from where what I said there, where I set up the business and I kind of had this. Oh, we'll see how this goes, you know. <laughs> and for a while, when when we got really lucky in New Zealand with COVID, that I was able to go back to work as a surf coach after a couple of weeks because. Geographically, New Zealand is at an advantage that the virus was contained here and, and managed. Um, so we didn't have lockdowns for as long as the rest of the world. We were able to move, but just not leave New Zealand. Um, so I did go back to, to surf coaching full time for a while while doing web design in the evenings. And so those small projects were really quick and easy to kind of pop out in the evenings. And so if I was surf coaching for the day and like whatever, I made a couple of hundred dollars on a day of surf coaching. And then I was able to come home and build a, a three or four page website for a client to make five or six hundred dollars. I was I was delighted. I just thought that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, I cracked the code. Um, but now, obviously, yes, I'm I'm I've like sat down this year, and it's less of an experiment now, and it's more of like, okay, I'm doing this, and what problems am I solving? What services am I providing? What skills am I bringing to the table? Um, I think. I don't think I know. I would class myself as an expert in Editor X now because I've been using it for three years straight mm. and I, I know it inside out and back to front. Um, so I'm, I, I feel like I can justify more expensive projects. Mm. And so, yes, now I do want to start targeting those those bigger bigger clients with bigger budgets. Um, and really, because it gives you the opportunity, because the thing is as well, I love designing. Mm. And the bigger the budget, the more opportunity you have to add all these little interactions and these cool effects and, you know, use the platform completely. Um, so, but, but but still taking those little guys, just, you know, I, I kind of, I've got a soft spot for the little guys, you know. Just to, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so in terms of your, your pricing strategy, um, would you start based on the budget? Is there like an, a minimum amount you would take on? Are you factoring it based on value based pricing or, you know, your costs plus profit? Or, or how are you sort of um, determining the pricing? Sort of a, a combination of, of, of all of the above, really. Um, I mean, the first thing that I consider is the value that I'm adding. So, mm -hmm. and the way that I consider that is I, I, when a client comes to the table, I do a lot of research on the client, what their business is, what they're doing, how big the business is, how many clients they get. Because then I understand how much value I'm adding to them by giving them this really cool, like, you know, their websites, their, their, their front door. It's the, mm. you know, the opening, it's the biggest, the pitch for their clients. Um, so once you can understand the value that you're adding, then it gives you a really good, you know, place to position yourself for pricing because um, say for instance, you get a local, you know, teenager down the road who's just decided he's going to make some jam and he wants a website <laughs> to do click and collect or something like that. I don't know. He's probably not going to have a ten to fifteen thousand dollar budget to, to, <laughs> to build that website, you know. Like he's he probably wants it smashed out for a hundred bucks. <laughs> um, so it's not reasonable for me to to quote him, you know, for a ten thousand dollar build. But then, if say a I don't know a SaaS company or a a medical company or 
training agency, whatever it is, comes and you do your research. And these guys are big; they run events everywhere. You know, mm. they've got they've got a huge project with a large, huge group. Um, you know, the good thing about using the Wix platform is is um, a lot of time for me anyway. Clients come to us and they've they're already on the platform, so I can ask for access to their current site, I and mean, you can see the analytics and see how big their site is and how many hits it gets, mm. and sort of get an understanding of how big and busy this company is. Because some of them will be sneaky and and play down you know like sort of their size but, um so i consider that's that's the biggest thing that factors the pricing is like what is the value that i'm adding to this company because if this company is huge we take for example you take a kid that's making the jam okay the value that you're adding to him like he just wants to look cool he just wants an online presence whatever it is you know? <laughs> if if adidas comes to me and they say we want a project page or a product page mm. I'm, I'm here you go 50 grand one product page they probably mm. won't even second guess it they'll just go yes yeah. we'll, we'll do it because you, you know that you're adding an exceptional amount of value to them. Mm. Um, so that that's sort of how I price it. It is a bit of a, a balancing game, and it's kind of a little bit of a game of of, of poker. <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to just figure out where you can where you can sit and how high you can push the umbrella before you'll get a no way. That's too expensive. But um, so that's that's yeah one of the factors. And um, the other factor is obviously the the time and the scope. Um, mm. If the kid that's selling jam wants you know a login area where his clients come and come in and they can customize their jam and pick what ingredients they want and you know what flavors they want and he has his wants his packaging and his branding done and all that i'm not going to say to him oh yeah you can have that for <laughs> just give me some free jam you know? <laughs> um so 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 you consider then the size of the, the company the value that you're adding as well as the scope um mm. and what what the deliverables are what sort of standard they're expecting it to um mm. And the higher the standard, the bigger the scope, and the bigger the company, the higher the price. It's, it's that beautiful. Simple, really. <laughs> beautiful, yeah. And and I love how you explained that. So yeah, thanks for sharing that that nugget with us. Uh, I think it's. Right. I'm think not obsessed with jam or anything. I yeah. like jam. <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? You have to share that. Oh, strawberry, 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 strawberry jam is everything. <laughs> so good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, okay, so um, in terms of uh you explained like how you started you know the projects pricing which i think you nailed let's talk about clients right because without a freelancer uh, without clients you know you you don't have a business you've you've got a hobby so so how can first of all how are you getting clients now i mean i suspect that that has changed you know over the years but how would you suggest others to get clients as well yeah so i got quite lucky in that i i got that first initial kind of contract was a was a yearly contract where I was getting about 40 hours a month with with emugs which meant my company being a side hustle at the time that was pretty much fulfilling as much as of what I wanted to do and then I was getting one or two other little clients here and there um which which was great so for the first year it was really just this one big contract that I got which I I know I was really lucky to get that because it meant I didn't really have a need to kind of hustle and market and try and really bring clients in because I had enough work. So I was, I was really, really lucky for that. And they're still a client to this day. Like I've stayed with them the whole way through because I, and I, mm. I haven't changed my rates or anything. Like I just, I, I appreciate them so much. Um, but so like, I think in, in the beginning, it was basically setting pricing competitively and still delivering an amazing site and editor X to kind of try and get a couple of local clients. So what happened was Lizzie's site went out, my partner, and then there was another beauty business within Lizzie's studio and she needed a website. So I did that. And then it kind of has this little, it might be 
one month's time, three months time, but it has this little ripple effect where a, a bubble pops up and somebody calls and say they need a website or you're just talking at a party and somebody says, oh, my so-and-so has just started up something. They need a website and you give them a card. And so mm-hmm. it started like that. And so it was it was kind of random, just little things trickling through, um, which was suited me at the time. As I think as a side hustle, that, that might suit a lot of people as well. Like you just mm-hmm. need to expect it to be slow and price yourself competitively to build that portfolio because you you generally tend to get a ripple effect. You do one site and that client will either come back for updates and maintenance or there'll be a knock-on effect and somebody else will go, oh, wow, that looks amazing. And, and you know, it's 2023. Everyone and anyone needs once or has a website. Um, <laughs> so there, there will be a ripple effect. Um, and then what kind of happened was I, I found out about the Wix marketplace. And I was actually really busy because I run another business as well. Um, we have two e-commerce stores and we distribute products around New Zealand, surf products. Hmm. Um, so I was doing that and surf coaching and running this side <laughs> hustle as well. So I came to this kind of crossroads where I was like, what am I, what am I doing with this, this side hustle thing? And I found out about the Wix marketplace and it was just like, so I go on this marketplace. I don't have to pay for leads. I don't have to pay for advertising. Wix just funnels them through to me. I was like, is this for real? Like, you, it's like a cheat code. You know what I mean? Like, it's just incredible. Um, so, but I, I wasn't. So you've got to you've got to build up enough points. Um, and this might be like a really good point for I know anybody that's that's starting out. If you build a site on Wix in the classic editor, you get a hundred points. And so you have to to get to whatever level it is to get to the marketplace. I think it's an icon level. You need to do something like thirty websites um mm. which you know some people might be able to do in a year or I, I certainly didn't do it in my first year um <laughs> so it takes a lot of time to get there and it would take a lot of marketing to get those those 30 websites in if you build on editor x and you are a little bit sneaky and you retain ownership of the website but hand it over to the client as a co-owner you get 300 points and suddenly you only have to do 10 websites to get onto the marketplace Oh, that's very naughty. That's very naughty. <laughs> but but I, but I like it. It's clever. Uh, I didn't maybe, know that. Maybe don't add it that. in if it's too naughty. No, no, no it's good. I, I, I mean, as naughty as in good. <laughs> well, I, so I, I, you've got to look at the system, yeah? And and, mm. and, and I, I saw this and I was like, okay, so I guess 300 points for an editor X site that I am an owner of. I'm just going to own every editor X site I build. And like if the client mm. asks for, for me to transfer the full ownership over to them, no problem. Yeah. Um, my strategy at the time was, oh, because I'm a partner account, I get access to new features like the, when hover interactions came out, um, that if the site wasn't owned by me, I wouldn't be able to apply to the site because mm-hmm. it's not associated mm-hmm. with my partner account. And and so most clients were okay with that. And and I, I fully, if a client asked, which they never did, can we have full ownership? I would just transfer it. It's, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot less work getting 10 websites done than 30 websites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so I think I had realized that I actually had 10 editor X sites at the time on my account, but I didn't mm. own them all. So I just, mm. I, I was lucky that, that um, the, the clients that I'd worked with were, were like worked with them sort of over the course of a year or um, they were friends of Lizzie's and they were friends of mine. So I was, I just openly said to them, Hey, I'm trying to do this thing with my business. Can I be the owner of your website. It's not going to change anything. If anything, it's actually just going to give me additional features to be able to put on your website when you want mm. updates. 
will you give me, will you just let me transfer the ownership to my account? Nothing will change. It's literally just a tag, but it just means that I will reach the marketplace quicker. Hmm. And they, they all said yes. And so hmm. I just changed all the ownerships on the sites and boom, I was on the marketplace. And okay. that's then when things got, so, yeah, I've gone to uh, head, but... so, 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 so first of all, I think that is amazing. But now the real question comes in. Now that you've been on the marketplace, have you actually been getting clients from the marketplace? Yes, yes. Like, um, I can't tell you how many leads have come in this week, but at least five or six. So with the marketplace, there's lots of leads. There's lots of leads. Yeah. It's just a case of setting up your automations and your tone that you filter through the crap ones and Mm. you pinpoint the good ones. Um, What's really important as well is building the, the, there's a review feature on the marketplace. So every time you finish a project, I hound clients and I say, can you write me that review? Um, Mm. So I've only got five-star reviews, which means I also get when people go to the marketplace, I get a lot of reviews where people, I get the notification, they viewed my profile and they want to work with me. Mm. And that's just, that's even easier than going, because usually what happens is you get matched and you go into kind of like a, they match with a a number of different partners. Mm. So you're sort of a bit of a bidding war. Um, When they come directly to your profile and I get the you're in demand notification, I'm, I'm like clapping. I'm like, this is... Great, easy. Just follow up. <laughs> what can I do? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that is amazing. I think that's an incredible, incredible tip. Um, uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing it. Uh, it's, it's naughty in a good way. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, Kian, in terms of um, wrapping up, right? I think you've shared some amazing nuggets and really, really practical insights and advice. So, in terms of, uh, let's say, your overall advice for freelancers, agencies, looking to start, looking to scale, you know, trying to get their first client, trying to get their first 10,000 plus project, sort of that whole combination. Do you have any parting advice, whether it's one or two tips that you can share? The first tip is, is, is just start. Because the amount of people that I talk to that say, I would love to be doing what you're doing. Mm. And I just say, the only difference between me and you is I started and I continued. You haven't started. Mm. So there's, there's, I, I'm reading about it in a book at the moment. Um, it's, ah, I can't remember it. There's, there's, <laughs> um, there's working where you're just, you're just thinking and you're not actually mm. taking action. And then there's actionable work. So if you want to start, just start. It doesn't matter if it's a mess. It doesn't matter if, you know, you, 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 you don't know where you're going to get caught. You will figure it out. And, 90% of my business getting to this point has been just figuring it out and a client saying, can we, can we do this on our website? And I go, sure. And then I build the site and I figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so just, start, just do it. Um, the second thing is again, when you do start out, just take on everyone. Don't be picky. Just, just, just do everything, everything, build your portfolio, get your reviews or, you know, um, five-star reviews, just do, amazing work take on everything because you've got nothing to lose and what will start to happen is the portfolio will build and it's just it's like a virus it just builds quickly and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then you get to the point i got a couple of emails this week where i just said sorry i i can't work with you at that price point or i can't fulfill this project we're too busy you will get to that point but mm-hmm. you have to start you know reasonable and you've got to start with these little projects and somebody just wants a button moved or something like that that's that's how it starts and just build it up because that person who just wanted the button moved five years ago comes back and then says we want to redo our whole website we're going to do a massive development so just just start every mm-hmm. in every instance just start doing it build it up slowly mm-hmm. and organically beautiful 
Kian, thank you so much for for this, man. Yeah, this was fantastic. Um, so where can where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at navco.agency. Um, if anybody has any questions um, about web design or freelancing, whatever, they can they can email me there. It's hello at navco.agency. Um, I am hoping that um, we will have an online course up on the agency website for Editor X. I want to, it's something I'm developing. That'll be on. beautiful. Um, and uh, Instagram and uh, soon TikTok. <laughs> I think the TikTok account is there, um, but uh, Instagram is Navco Agency. Um, they can, anybody can reach out if there's a question about web design or um, if you were keen to, to do some, some freelancing work, contract work always looking for good people to pass pass projects on to so definitely reach out amazing amazing Kian, thank you so much man i appreciate you making the yeah, time and you. for sharing these nuggets really appreciate it yeah thanks man thank you awesome thanks man